Hey, this is Lisa Foyles from Top 5 with Lisa Foyles, and you are listening to Stolen Droids. Hello, and welcome to episode number 175. I'm Schmitty. I'm Dollface. And I'm Zook, and this is the episode for the week of August 4th, 2014. We're into August. This summer has flown by, and uh, that kind of sucks, I, I think. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, too fast. I feel I actually feel bad as a parent, less as a geek, more as a parent, because I feel actually kind of happy, because the faster summer goes by, it means it's the faster we get to Salt Lake Comic Con. But I feel bad as a parent, because it means the summer's almost over, and I've done, like, jack with my kids. I'm excited for <laughs> school. We haven't, we haven't even done jack. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that, but we are brought to you by TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, and Stitcher.com. Also, kept online by our fabulous friends over at 4814. 48-14.com is your place for the best web press, WordPress hosting. Not WebPress. Sounds like a crafting thing. No, it's WordPress <laughs> hosting. Uh, they will set it up. They will get it running. They will do everything it takes to keep you online. We can attest to this because they've done it for us. Thank Yay. you. Yes. We are also brought to you um, by our Indiegogo page. Well, not yet. We'd like to be brought to you by the Indiegogo page. We see some more donations coming in every day, and we do greatly appreciate it. Every donation brings us closer to our goal. That'll help. Um, it'll really help us produce this show for you. We, we do our very best producing the best content we can. Uh, we've done it for three and a half years now on literally spit and bailing wire at times. I think Which it's is actually, hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, spit and bailing wire do not stick together very well. I probably should have Googled that before I tried I it, but see if there's That's a YouTube cool. video for it. Yeah, there's, there's two weeks left on the campaign, so go check out the perks and see what uh, tantalizes you. Ooh, <laughs> scandalous Indiegogo. You'll find the link for our Indiegogo page up at the top of StolenDroids.com. It's in the upper left-hand corner. You'll see it even if you have an ad blocker turned on. Shame on you. <laughs> It's okay. That's how I browse the web, too. Thank goodness. Yeah. It is, it is indeed a lot safer. Uh, I actually browsed uh, without the ad block turned on for a while, and I had kind of forgotten, like, what are these blinking things here on the side of the page? <laughs> Ooh, I'm the one millionth visitor? Oh, wait. <laughs> what is this advertisement you speak of? <laughs> Reminds me of an episode of IT Crowd. Yes. And, yeah. If your computer had a face, I would punch it. Uh, we actually have feedback this week, and curse me for not having it ready. I'm stalling here while I pull it up. First up from Ruff, of course. Uh, Zook, firstly, geographic update for the poor Americans. By the way, he's referring to episode number 172, so he's three episodes behind us now. Ruff, really, dude? You better get caught up on that before you fly out here. Uh, I think Zoner mentioned in episode 172 that flying between, um, he didn't know the distance between England and Paris. He thought it was like three hours. So he goes, firstly, some geographic updates for the poor Americans. Flight time from Phoenix to Salt Lake City, one hour, 15 minutes, or one hour, 20 minutes. Flight time from Paris to London, one hour, 10 minutes, or one hour, 15 minutes. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I should have realized that because back in the day, I used to watch a show. Um, There's a miniseries called Long Way Round. Um, Charlie Broden, Ewan McGregor use their motorcycles to go around the world the long way from Scotland through the UK, through France, Switzerland, all of Europe, through uh, Russia, up through Siberia, up to Alaska. They hop a ferry over to Alaska, down through America to New York. Very, very cool. And in one day, they went through like three countries. 
They had to like go through customs three different times to enter three different nationalities. We in America kind of take that for granted because it's hard to get through three states in a day. I know. Unless you're on the East Coast. Which tells me either um, it, Europe is a lot smaller than we expected or Europeans hate each other a lot more. They couldn't just come together as a single state. <laughs> It's like, let me get this straight. You guys hated each other so much. You had to have different languages, currencies, governments, and everything. (laughs) All within an hour's driving distance. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Those French and Germans. That's why they've always been such great allies. But they make really good chocolate. They do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And cuckoo clocks. Uh, There was something else, uh, and, and I'm actually quoting here. Uh, there was something else, too. Ah, yes. The new BlackBerry Square Thingo. I like that. BlackBerry needs to name their new phone the Thingo. <laughs> Looked at the images. Looks interesting. Especially if your main thing is keeping up to date on emails. Business. Interesting. We'll have to wait and see how the market responds. However, I, I must say that at least BlackBerry is trying something. They didn't do well cloning others. Maybe they can create some new blue sky tech like they did with their original BlackBerry. One last item. You said that the new BlackBerry Messenger for Windows has been downloaded a few times, more times than they have sold units. Isn't that understandable because people are downloading it for their Windows phone, not for BlackBerry? Cheers, rough. Um, it's been a while <laughs> since we recorded the episode, so you may be absolutely right, and that's exactly what I said. Um, what I meant was is that they're saying that the BlackBerry Messenger app for Windows has been downloaded more times than Windows Phone has sold. Hmm. Is what I meant to say. I I probably didn't say it correctly, but that was the image I was going for. As if by serendipity, today, BlackBerry actually launched their beta for BlackBerry Messenger to everyone. So everyone can do it now. If Yay. you want to do that sort of thing. So I could be part of the club finally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to 2004. I'm going vintage. <laughs> I'm using a messenger service. You probably never heard of it before. <laughs> no. It's like the ultimate hipster I am. <clears throat> um, Paul from Scotland also wrote us feedback. Paul writes small novels. Or novellas and feedback. And it's much appreciated. However, the last time I tried to read one aloud, uh, we took up 10 minutes of the show. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, he said he was also sub- uh, surprised to learn of Netflix low subscription rates. Uh, and uh, this is, of course, in reference to, I think, two weeks ago where we talked about, no, it was last week, mm-hmm. how f- few Netflix subscribers there were compared to what people are led to believe. They just recently passed 50 million subscribers, and we all kind of thought it was more than that. Um but he should have assumed that Netflix would have quoted on viewers rather than subscribers, since on average, three to three and a half people use one Netflix account. That's very true. He says their entrance into the UK market can be compared to a cheap firework, and that after the bang, there wasn't much fizzle to keep us watching. So that makes a lot of sense, actually. He goes on to say that in the UK, really the only thing you can get reliably on Netflix is Star Trek The Next Generation. And even oh. then, it's just limited to five seasons at a time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. They sorry. Did have... Wow. Sucks to be you guys. <laughs> you should come over here. This is why we download. <laughs> yeah. This is why you guys should come here. I mean, we drive on the right side of the road and have we states have... larger than your country, evidently. <laughs> we have good we cupcakes. Kid, Paul. We don't have taverns, though. We... Sorry. We do, and they're also Scottish, but Weird. they're like second generation <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> Um, interestingly, they had another contender called Love Film, 
which over here means something else entirely. But over there was their own movie streaming service that got bought up by uh, Amazon. It didn't last that long. It got bought up by Amazon. Um, And also uh, Virgin Media is trying to get Netflix into more people by getting the app onto their TiVo box as well. So it's interesting to learn about these things from other countries because we get kind of take it for granted that other countries exist for even one, though, even though I want to come visit yeah. still in my heart. <laughs> uh, we it ha- kind of seems like uh, TiVo is more relevant in, in Europe than it is in America. Yeah, but they still have discos there. I forgot that TiVo existed. I know. And I used to work for a company that sold them. Well, it's no, it, DVR now. That was one thing that blew my mind. I went to CES. Oh, oh, we we went to CES. Sorry. So didn't mean to undermine oh, you. Was there <laughs> too. <laughs> Remember but that time? A, the, the TiVo section was huge. Uh, and we both st- stood there staring at like, oh, TiVo's still here. Oh, yeah. And, they, and not only that, but they had the, their smart TV there. It was like, oh. Hi, TiVo. <laughs> they also had a load of magnets and uh, little squeeze balls and their little TiVo guy. And it looks like they were the same magnets they've been trying to get rid of for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. They just had that kind of vintage 2000s plastic look to it. Like it was part of a Happy Meal toy that they couldn't get rid of at the time. They're hipster magnets. <laughs> Pretty much. We tried to take a bunch of them off their hands. They wouldn't do it. They got one. Yeah. Stingy, stingy, stingy people, those TiVo. You must buy a TiVo before you have ten of them. Okay. Uh, there's another bit of feedback from Nathan. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute when we start talking about what it's in regards to. But into our headlines. Hey, do you guys got feedback? Let us know. Feedback at stolendroids.com. Or you can call us, 801-917-GEEK. No one calls us. Please? Just kidding. No, really, too. No, you know what we should do? We should totally have uh, Amber re-record the outgoing message. Right now, it's my scary voice. Leave us messages now. Yeah, but that's how I would talk. Hey, guys, thanks for calling. <laughs> that's creepy. Hang up, hang up, hang up. I know. Crap, I better hang this up for my wife here. I know. I called the wrong number again. It's like a third-rate 900 number. I know. If you guys don't know what that is, don't ask your parents and don't Google it. Just trust us, okay? <laughs> Mom, Dad, this podcast I listened to said I should ask you about a 900 number. (laughs) So, speaking of nothing in particular, it turns out that judges who've been ruling on the whole secret court between the NSA and Verizon and the NSA and other telecom providers um, may not be quite the impartial judges we'd want. Bit of backstory in case you've forgotten it. The NSA uses a secret court to get permission for wiretapping between all the different telecom carriers so they can catch terrorists, as it were, even though so far they can't prove they've caught any. Well, it turns out that most of the judges who uh, who have been saying yay or nay and whether or not Verizon should get the money for it are Verizon shareholders. Oh. Now, part of this is interesting to me because, again, I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to money. Thank you, Ruff. We, we, we remember but don't most people own stock of some sort? I, I know that judges need to be able to um, disclose what they own stock in to try and avoid a conflict of interest like this, but how do you get around it entirely? I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough question. And um, my my biggest question here would be, do they only own stock in, in Verizon? 
or do they also have stock in T-Mobile or Sprint? You know, are they singling out Verizon for a certain reason, or 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 do they really only have stock in Verizon? Well, and that's true. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of detail about it. And part of it's because it is a freaking secret court. There's not exact, you know, like the after the evening news where you had the cartoonists who drew what things look like in the courtroom because cameras weren't allowed. We don't have that from secret courts. We don't know what it looks like. Don't even have transcripts. I know. We don't even have SNL doing skits of it. We have nothing. That's too bad. I'd like to see those pictures. I want to it's see a new like a barbecue. I I know. sitcom, uh, all uh, the style of Night Court. But yeah, I was just about to say Secret Court. <laughs> 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 with that bald guy. What was his name? Bull. Bull. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I loved that. Interesting little tidbit. First time we ever saw Data on the air was in Night Court. He was the uh, he was the yokel who kept coming in. Uh, yeah, Brent Spiner had uh, had a repeating role on that show. Everything kept going wrong for him and his wife, and he was hilarious. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, that was enough diversion. Mind blown. I did not know that, <laughs> or I don't remember because I watched it all the time, but. I watched it too, but I was a little kid, and so you know, I, yeah. I didn't know who John Lorquette was or anyone. So he's he's the one that I remember the most, actually. I'm looking had, at pictures now. He had his own show for a while there that I watched with my grandma at times when she let me stay up because she uh, didn't realize what time it was. Uh, it really wasn't much of a, a win for me, but I considered it one because it was past my bedtime. So there's my childhood. I'm into China. <laughs> so a weird thing happened this week and we if you're following the news you got to follow it step by step china raided that's the actual word raided four microsoft offices in different areas all at once now when they say raided to mind that comes to like you know the monarch attacking uh dr ventures compound i mean we're talking full-on swat suit tactical entries uh for what was probably just a business complex whether or not that's actually what happened, I don't know, but I'd like to think it was. Well, that's what I think of, too. And and they didn't know for the longest time what was happening. Well, it turns out uh, they're doing an anti-monopoly probe. I don't know if uh, China's just now getting on the bandwagon, because I thought Europe kind of already did this, like, what was it, 16 years ago? Yeah. But... I don't know. Maybe they're trying to catch up with the Europeans now. Is it weird for me to kind of find it funny that a communist state is accusing a Western power of a monopoly? Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> struck me as odd too. <laughs> I'm no political major, but that's just kind of weird to me. I don't know why. They should be going, "Nice job, Conrad, taking a page out of our book." Kill all the dissidents. <laughs> the comments on this article are pretty hilarious too. <laughs> Oh, really? I've... <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll so if you have a moment, um, to look at the comments. Oh, dear. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you see these articles, you kind of want to see what other people think about it and their opinions. But the very first comments on here are just... <laughs> oh, we're face palming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love Raph out round. <laughs> Dat glamel dough. <laughs> um, anyway, 
Um, Microsoft has said, said via spokesperson that they are, quote, happy to answer the government's questions, end quote. Um, I don't know quite what they're going after, but supposedly China's worried about their compatibility, bundling, and document authentication. No clue what any of that means. Originally, when uh, Europe had issues, they were really kind of upset because it came bundled with Internet Explorer and uh, a Windows Media Player. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, European versions of Microsoft Windows, when you install it, you actually have the choice of most other major browsers, and you can install them right there off the bat on the start on the uh, very first setup screen. Whereas the rest of us are smart enough to open Internet Explorer and download Chrome. Yeah. But, okay, sure, whatever. We've talked about that before. Uh, so I'm not really sure what they mean by document authentication, unless it's things like, you know, mastering PDFs and, and Word docs. But Which I thought that was a license anyway that someone else owned. Yeah. Um, it, I, I wrote an article, actually. I just posted it today. This is Thursday. And if you go back to Thursday on the site, you'll see um, Microsoft's real struggle. And part of the struggle that they have is not just people's perception of them, but it's their own perception of the world. And their perception is that they are scared out of their mind of being stuck with antitrust suits. Mm-hmm. I think well, that that's, that's their biggest issue, is they are scared to death of everyone in the world suing them. Because people get sue happy. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's the, that's the uh, world we live in with all the technology. I mean, things that we think should be ubiquitous, uh, other people are saying, no, I had that first. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I am skipping ahead. I'm, I'm moving headlines around as I speak. Uh, the FCC came down on Verizon. Ooh, more Verizon news. Schmidt, you're with Verizon, right? I am. <laughs> I am too, so... Ooh. Yeah. Big Red uh, got um, chewed out by the FCC today not actually yeah i think it was yeah, it was yesterday in fact not that that's important to anyone listening i'm just rambling uh they have a plan that is called their unlimited everything but as it turns out unlimited data comes with a huge asterisk and the huge asterisk is that you have unlimited throttled data that yeah you can download as much as you want because it's all going to be a lot slower than you would normally have they said that that is absolute crap. Um, I'm not going to go into the full legal brief because I hate legalese. I get enough of that with my lawyer. Um, but uh, they stated that uh, the FCC ruled that they, Verizon Wireless may not deny, limit, or restrict the ability of an end user to download and utilize applications of their choosing. Wow, that's a typo. On, <laughs> on, <laughs> the, on theft choosing, theft for choosing. On the C-Block networks. Long story short, that means, hey, Verizon, knock it off. You're not allowed to do that. You promise unlimited, they get unlimited. Jeez. So, yay? Yeah. And I, I don't really, I, I really haven't noticed this. I don't know if it's because I'm not downloading enough or because um, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> so, this is news to me. Maybe I need to test this, too, because I don't think I download enough, but maybe I'll have to try it. You're next up on Amber's phones, 50 gigs of Loki pictures. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, guys. <laughs> I love Loki. <laughs> I don't know, I'm even sure how a phone would store that many pictures. You'd be surprised. You start noticing that they're all the same and just start putting them all into one big file. 
Oh, hi. by the way, I noticed you had all these Loki pictures. I hope you don't mind. I put them on your Google Plus. Enjoy. <laughs> Everywhere we turn, it's Loki. Amber's mom. Honey, do you have a problem? So um, one thing of data that I have noticed that's been fun. Uh, last month, I want to say, T-Mobile announced that mobile data would no longer be counted against for music streaming. So I have been playing the crap out of my Pandora and it hasn't been going against my data at all, which is awesome. And it leads us right into our next headline because I want to say it was a quarter ago, maybe two quarters ago when we were talking about how T-Mobile returned profit loss, but increased their user base by a couple million subscribers. And it was all part of that huge deal they did where they would pay off your early termination fees and they would help pay off your phone and all this other stuff just to get you onto T-Mobile. And financial analysts left and right were saying this is horrible. They're down into the red. They didn't make money. They're going to lose it all. T-Mobile's on their way out. And I want to say that collective, we all called them idiots because we knew that even though they were down money for that quarter, they were up in subscribers in the millions, and those subscribers were going to last longer than a quarter. Well, it turns out we know how to do basic math because <laughs> this quarter they've released their earnings report, and they are fully in the black. And they've also uh, gotten even more subscribers. They have 1.5 million new subscribers. Um, yeah, Sprint has lost a quarter of a million subscribers. So we know where all those people are coming from. <laughs> yeah basic math guys (laughs) what's that sorry i have a problem with talking like that you guys will get used to it eventually (laughs) it's we call it her derp voice (laughs) or if you remember eek the cat (laughs) we had a discussion about that earlier today yeah i I remember nico the cat he walked all over my desktop in windows 95 (laughs) yeah eek the cat is before 95 i want to say yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago, but he I don't was know like what it was. Right up there with Terrible Thunder Lizards. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I loved Terrible Thunder Lizards. Those are awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Another thing, kids, if you don't know who the Terrible Thunder Lizards are, don't ask your parents. That's more of a Google <laughs> question. Um, now, interestingly, and this isn't in our show notes, but I've been seeing it pop around the, uh, the tech sites just recently. There's another company out there who wants to buy T-Mobile. It's a French telecom carrier, um, Iliad, I want to say. And this goes right up against Sprint, who wants to buy them. And AT&T wanted to buy them earlier. I'm T-Mobile. I'm a T-Mobile subscriber. And I like them. But what the crap? Why is everyone coming out of the woodwork to buy this company? This French telecom is even smaller. It's smaller than T-Mobile, and they're trying to buy them. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't know. (laughs) It was was it a misplaced tweet that they, uh, like someone's like oh look they're up for sale because someone said something but crap sorry I thought that was a mixer I don't want to bid I don't want to bid I'm yeah. gonna bid a dollar and see what happens <laughs> I know let's put it on eBay guys where's that where's that eBay link we're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> snipe sprint at the last minute I don't know um. All I know is that already T-Mobile is run by Deutsche Telekom. It's a German company. Um, And they don't like it. They never have. They've wanted to get out from T-Mobile for a while, which is why they were kind of happy with the idea that AT&T was going to buy. And now they're happy that Sprint's going to buy. I don't know if a French carrier company is going to do much good for for T-Mobile. And it's not just my own bias against French tech talking here. I just, it's a small company. We've never heard of them before. 
Wait, that was a T-Mobile. I'm raffing, okay. <laughs> telephone. I got my telephone on T-Mobile. You want to telephone me? Oui, oui. Sorry, I'm German. I can't do a good French accent. Je suis un nana. Tu n'as pas nana. Oui, je suis un nana. Someone needs to watch more Ratatouille, apparently. That's yeah. the only French I remember from Telefrancais, okay? Out of t- <laughs> TV Quebec. So, um, yeah, there's that. No okay, sausage. Um, into space. Some science news. Hey. Yay! This is awesome. So it turns out that there's a rover on Mars that has broken the world record for distance traveled off-world. Well, duh. There's a lot of rovers up there. And I would imagine that the distance traveled in space isn't that far, but I'd be wrong. Because the rover they're talking about is not Curiosity. Not their big bad boy who's been up there for like a year now. It's actually Opportunity. Hmm. Opportunity was uh, launched many, many years ago, um, in 2004, actually. Wow. So 10 years ago. It was only supposed to last a year, and it's still going. They've been driving it now for a decade, and it has accrued 25 miles of driving over that 10 years. They don't move that fast. It's very, very rocky. It's not supposed to last this long. It was never supposed to move that fast, even. And somehow, it's still moving yeah it's, that's pretty awesome it's very awesome they're like take that guys non-believers yeah. <laughs> hey by yeah. the way you know when we spend all this money on a rover this is why <laughs> <laughs> yeah beat the record i think the re- record was previously set by a russian um uh a russian rover on the moon for like 24 miles yeah and i think even before that uh apollo 17 had uh put up about 22 miles so I just want them to uncover the Stargate so we can all just gate to Mars now. Well, I think that's where Opportunity's headed. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm glad NASA's on the same page as me. It, and in comparison, if you're wondering, the Curiosity has done about only five miles. <laughs> so Five miles in a year is not bad. No, it's not bad considering the speed they go. But um, it, just to, in comparison, that's five to 25 and and curiosity uh, is slated to last a lot longer than opportunity is, so there's that to look forward to. <laughs> he means that literally and figuratively. And figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> opportunity no, I, doesn't have a Twitter account, okay? <laughs> you should create one now. Opportunity before launched before Twitter. It's true. <laughs> That's how old it is. Opportunity had a MySpace account. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe it did. This is really cool. I can't stress this enough. And I know it sounds like we're just gushing over this dumb little remote control car up on another planet. But this is something that was only supposed to last a year. So it kind of makes you think maybe they can build more like these, you know, because opportunity did not cost as much as curiosity did. It was easier to land. It's been going just fine. Maybe they could build more like this. I have to correct myself. I just Googled it. Opportunity does have a Twitter account. Um, at Mars Rovers. This is the official Twitter account of Spirit and Opportunity. So oh. I was wrong. Spirit's dead, though. Mars but killed Spirit. Curiosity was launched with a Twitter account, though, so he's the OG of, <laughs> of Rovers. You gotta give him credit, though. I mean, it took Curiosity at least a year to sign up. The signal does not travel that quickly. Yeah. Well, we need Elon Musk on this. He needs to build a whole lot of Mars Rovers. 
Have them look like little Tesla cars. Ooh. Let me see. Tesla. First car in space. First car on the Mars. Ford's got nothing on that. I'll be your test driver. <laughs> uh, speaking of driving, uh, a very popular game. Oh. I know. You're sad about this one. Uh, Mario Kart for Wii U. It's Mario Kart 8, and it has been a total blockbuster. Uh, it's been so big that even the little memes that have come from it have made their way into Nintendo <laughs> advertising, namely Luigi's death glare. If he passes you, <laughs> you can look it up because it's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Every time we're playing, because uh, for those who don't have it yet, you can actually do playback. And it's fun because like we'll do the playback and we'll be like, do you see it? Gosler, and it, it's just fun because it's like it's one of the highlights of the game. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> when they pass other people, or when they are interacting with other people, or when they pass the finish line, a lot of the uh, the characters, the avatars, will emote in some way. And Luigi's is this one where he just hopes you choke and die on that <laughs> cart, even if he's beating you. He really, really hates you and everything yeah. you stand for. Well, it became such a meme that it actually made it into its way into Nintendo's official advertising for the game. But even that couldn't save Nintendo. They just reported a $97 million loss. Oh, that breaks my heart just because that game is amazing. The question we does p- kind of become, though, how did Nintendo fall so far? I know. I mean, one could say... The Wii U, in general, is the reason it's fallen so far. I mean, have they just lost their relevancy? Or yeah, I don't know. For in those... comparison, that's the uh, that's the exact dollar amount of Bill Gates' house. <laughs> the worth <laughs> oh, of his geez. house. So uh, Nintendo lost Bill Gates' house for it. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Well, Tangent. it's sad because they have so many awesome games, and uh, I don't know. This just makes me sad for them. What's funny, I shouldn't say funny, because it's not funny, but interesting. Funny, funny, hmm, not funny, funny, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Backyardkins. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> is that, is that our, sh- our show title? <laughs> um, is that Nintendo's always done well because Nintendo and Sony hold up a stranglehold on Japan. It doesn't matter how bad a Nintendo console is or a Nintendo game is, it can always sell in Japan. Almost a national pride thing, right? And Microsoft, meanwhile, cannot make headway in Japan. They're selling to China now instead. But even here, the Wii U sales have decreased year after year after year. People aren't buying this console. I really think that Nintendo completely misread the market. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help, too, that you had the Wii, and then you come out with another console, and you name it... Wii U. I don't know. I, to me, that just it irritates me that it's just like you're choosing a name that's just so similar. I don't know. That's just that's just me, though. Yeah, I I get the feeling that they saw the success of the Wii and they said, "Hey, that just means it's going to just get bigger and bigger if we just keep doing the same thing." Not realizing that, no, people actually do want to evolve. None of us are playing Tiger Toys anymore. Kids, ask your parents. <laughs> it's my birthday tomorrow. Do you have any idea how old this is making me feel? This is like three dated references in a row this episode. I don't want to hear it because I'm still older than you. Yeah, I'm still the youngest of the team. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm the most fabulous. Just fabulous. <laughs> so I can do that too. I can't do the neck thing like you can. I mean, I look like I I'm know, having huh? a seizure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just broke my neck. Oh, oh that's how though. Yeah. Um, Nintendo had better figure out a way to, to turn this around. Wow. We have Apple, Blackberry, and Nintendo all needing to find a way to turn it around. That's weird. And T-Mobile is turning it around. Yeah. This is like bizarro world because those are the three companies that you never thought would have to turn it around, give it like eight years ago. Oh, still, I, I have hopes for them. I mean, that was like, I don't know. I love Nintendo, and so I hope that they can find a way to make up for this because that's a lot of money. Holy cow. You know, honestly, I think is cut into Nintendo more than anyone else expected. And I just now came to this realization. I think mobile gaming has. Because mm-hmm. if you think of the different types of games you play on the consoles, Xbox and PS4 are typically more in-depth, right? They're the more RPGs or the simulation shooter or driver. They're the, they're the sit down and you're going to play a game for a while. Yeah. And Nintendo was like that for a while, but has really turned into kind of more the arcade shooter, casual. the casual ride, something you do with friends. But especially in the last couple of years, that's what you're doing on your phone. Well, you know, they are starting to pull some of those other RPG games onto your phone. It's like they've mm-hmm. got Batman on there now, and they're starting to do Marvel. And so it's like yeah. I can they're pulling mo- all that stuff on there. I can play Modern Combat on my phone, yeah. mm-hmm. a full 3D first-person shooter and wasn't that the pur- purpose of the mobile uh controller for the wii u is so that you could take your game and go go play it outside on the porch or yeah you know one of you right the yeah. console handles four but one of you can play have fun with that <laughs> i have the conch you know it's a boy it's a bloodbath <laughs> That's part of the gaming experience. <laughs> it's like that old fight for first controller. It used to not mean anything, but with the Wii U, oh, it sure means no, something. It still means something in our house. Uh, I keep my, my kids are always fighting over first because they get to choose which game to play. <laughs> I, uh, I I screw it up with my kids because they think they have first because I have one corded controller and three cordless controllers, and I'll randomly switch out which one the corded one is because it's typically first when I play, but it ends up being second through fourth when they're playing. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm playing psychological tricks on my children. What I do? I'm Japanese. It's part of the culture. Um, I have no... Okay, another sausage moment. Russia. Russia hates the Tor network. Some background here. Tor, we've talked about in the past, is a floating crypto network, which uses some special algorithms actually developed by the U.S. Navy to keep traffic secure. Even if you stumble across the Tor network, you can't decode it. If you can decode it, if you somehow get in, you can't see where people are coming from or where they're going. Everything is very, very, very secure. Previously, the FBI said they had broken it. No, they hadn't, actually. They just got one person's login, and they couldn't see much. Uh, The CIA says they've broken it. The NSA probably actually has, but isn't telling anyone. Well, Russia wants in. And they're willing to pay you upwards around $100,000 to do it. Hmm. This may or may not be most of Russia's earnings in a year. I don't know what the ruble trades for nowadays, but it's not that much to the rest of us. Well, probably. Yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at this article. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is a lot for um, you know a lot of the people that live in that area that are trying their hand at hacking. So maybe this is geared towards them. I mean, we see a lot of hacks coming out of China and Russia and. 
Uh, so maybe they're just trying to target one of those guys. And yeah, the the amount in rubles is actually three point nine million rubles, which is weird to me. This is an oddly specific amount because in dollars it's one hundred and ten thousand dollars. In euros, or sorry, in pounds, it's sixty five thousand pounds, and in rubles, it's three point nine million. It's not an even number by any currency you translate it into. It's an hmm. oddly specific number. That is odd. Yeah. Um, I would think that anyone who has the ability to break the Torn network is already making more than that. Probably doing something illegal. <laughs> Just a thought. Hold on, guys. I'll be back because I got to help with this. Mama <laughs> needs her money. <laughs> it was seven all along. I know. <laughs> Who knew? I'm sure that was a reference to something. It just popped in my head. Anyway, so yeah, if you want to buy um, a very small, possibly two-room home in most modern U.S. cities, you can go to Russia and break into their network. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm good here. So thanks. <laughs> Please be aware that you may be helping the Russian government kill some people. Um into some pretty, pretty cool news here. The NFL has decided to start tracking their players on the field. Honestly, I think they could deal more with more issues if they track their field their players off the field. <laughs> but that's me. Uh, yeah, in their shoulder pads, they're going to start putting RFID chips so they can actually start tracking the player's stats as they go. You get much more accurate rushing yards, uh, position, data, all sorts of different stuff. And that's kind of cool. Uh, this year at CES, uh, Schmitty, uh, Squishy, and I had the chance to see the Amy. Uh, the Amy was this uh, tripod-mounted uh, camera gimbal, which followed certain IF RFID signals and would actually track players or people individually. Very smooth, very, very cool. It's a local company here, actually, uh, based out of Salt Lake City. Very, 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 very awesome. And this seems kind of like that, but this actually isn't the first time they've tried to merge sports with tech. Now, are either of you kind of watch the sports ball sort of thing that they do? Um, um, no, but I, I remember when they first uh, did this with um, hockey and put, um, put a tracker chip in, in the hockey puck so you could actually, so they would trace the, um, you know, the direction of the hockey puck on screen. Because uh, the biggest problem with watching hockey on TV is you can never find where the puck is. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, I remember when they did that, that was like, what, 15 years? Or, no, maybe it was like 10 years ago. It was like 20, that. I want to say. Because oh, I remember right. watching it you know, as a kid. And you're right. They'd give it a little blue halo so you could actually track where the puck was. Because yeah. most of the time when you're watching hockey, you're just watching what the players are doing and assuming there's a puck somewhere in there. Yeah. And if they wound up and did a huge slap shot, <laughs> the puck would develop a flame trail. <laughs> it was yeah. the coolest thing it ever. Really cool. Yeah, and I, I've never really been into watching sports, but once uh, I, I remember that because um, once I started implementing tech into sports, uh, it, it's, it's becoming more... Uh, enticing to watch. Yeah. To like I, I remember um, Vince McMahon did uh, the XFL, which was the WWF's uh, take on, sorry, now WWE. Ask your parents. <laughs> uh, the WWF's take Google. on. Yeah. Take, no, because they look at the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. Panda cage fighting. Um, <laughs> but uh, he tried doing his own take on a football league, and they did the overhead cam that's now standard at most games. And a bullet time cam, mm -hmm. you know, so this is not the first foray into using tech in this manner, but I think it's kind of cool. 
Uh, now all they need are pressure sensors in the padding. So when someone gets slammed, we can actually see how much force. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he just took 65 newtons to the side of the head there. Whoa. You know what I want to be able to do is like uh, uh, after all those sensors are put in and you're watching – you're watching the game, you can switch to the telemetry specs of any of your favorite <laughs> like players. It's a racing, it's yeah. a race. Like, Alex, is, he's getting tired, or, or like, you, you know, he's, he's not running as fast as he usually should. You, so. you know that, um, you, you know that XKCD is going to come out with some really awesome comics if that kind of data is made available. <laughs> okay, so into some sad news. Um, and I feel horrible because this is news I wasn't aware of until after they started getting releasing updates of it, but there was an attack made at the San Diego Comic-Con. Um, a cosplayer, a young lady, actually, um, was attacked. And from what I understand, they have her attacker in custody now. They, they arrested a 29-year-old male nearby uh, who, who did it, but uh, it, she was attacked on her birthday, even. Well, actually, this is why I posted this link, because they uh, just barely updated it. So apparently, um, the guy they released him on bond, from what I understand. But um, first off, to kind of when this first started happening, because I'm part of a group on Facebook, you know, the cosplay group and stuff. And so a lot of people started, you know, kind of panicking on this because it's like it's becoming more aware that people feel like that they can do whatever they want with touching you just because, you know you're cosplaying and they feel that it's okay. It's permission. Cosplay so is not consent. Exactly. And so there's already people that are starting, you know, safety campaigns and stuff because seriously, you should be able to go to Comic-Con and feel safe and have fun because that's the whole point of it. Um, luckily uh, on this one, it's, it's really hard to read because it's so, um, so small, but basically um, they did release the guy. There was no actual assault that happened to her. It just looks like that oh. um, she fell. Uh, it says here, I'm reading this now, and I can see why you say it's tiny. Um, she was trying to get into the Marriott's pool at 1 a.m., and she yeah. fell from the top of the six-foot fence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's good that she wasn't assaulted, and it's good that the community was coming together on this, because you should, you know, you should... Uh, take safety in consideration because you know there were some cosplayers last time that were having people grab them and stuff but so you know it's it's good that it wasn't as bad as it was but it's sad because she still has a long recovery ahead of her yeah um in fact uh, that's actually an important tip here i remember when uh, comic-con first came to salt lake and they announced a they gave an actual general announcement for the cosplayers warning you uh if you're going to leave the convention grounds travel in a group Mm-hmm. Do not go out by yourself. Don't go downtown. This is before it was downtown when it was going to be at the Southtown Convention Center. Don't don't leave the area in your costume because people in the rest of the city may not know what you're dressed up as. If you are dressed up in a military type getup, don't. Yeah. As we talked about last week with the guy <laughs> Deadpool on the train, uh, yeah. don't walk around town with your weapon out. Um, you take that as you will. Uh, now that it actually is downtown, people are kind of more understanding, but still. Keep it in the convention wherever possible. And on to convention news. If you haven't heard by now, you have been under a rock because this has been making national headlines for a week now. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, this this news has grown a bit cold, so we're just giving you an update. But San Diego Comic-Con 
is filing a lawsuit against Salt Lake Comic Con, saying that the use of the name Comic Con infringes on their trademark. They own it. And yeah. There's some other parts of the story here, some of which has made the news, some of which hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclosure, we love Salt Lake Comic Con. We know Dan Farr. He's a great guy. We will be covering it again in a month. We were happy to cover it last year. We were happy to cover Fanex. We're proud of our convention. But one of the reasons why this seems to have really flared up was because Dan Farr and the staff from Salt Lake Comic Con took an Audi R8 Spider, I believe it was, with a Salt Lake Comic Con logos all over it, parked it dead center in the parking area of San Diego Comic Con, and quote unquote were trying to poach vendors and personalities and confusing people. Now, a lot of people have said, well, that's just, you know, so Salt Lake Comic Con had it coming. But the problem is, and this is a big problem, if San Diego had simply said, here's a cease and desist, cease and desist excuse me, don't do that anymore, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe Salt Lake Comic Con would have been hit with a fine, maybe not, whatever. That would have been the end of it, and it may have been a little embarrassing for Salt Lake Comic Con. Which, by the way, it shouldn't because con- because conventions advertise at each other's things all the time. Yeah. It's a nonstop thing, okay, across the board. But going one step further and saying, we own Comic Con, you're not allowed anymore, you now need to hand over everything that says Comic-Con, including your websites, your domain names, your pre- your entire presence, all promotional things, your business name. I mean, they were asking for it all. The problem with this is, is there are hundreds of Comic-Cons around the nation and the world. The term Comic-Con is not trademarked or copyrighted. It's already been shot down by judges for the copyright court. Salt Lake Comic-Con, sorry, San Diego Comic-Con International is trademarked. Denver Comic-Con is trademarked. New York Comic-Con is trademarked. But the term Comic-Con is simply short for comic convention. Mm -hmm. They can't do that. And by pairing that ridiculous claim up to the cease and desist about the car completely invalidates their entire legal document. Oops. Yeah. Big oops. It's kind of like the president saying, I really want to pass this gun bill here that puts in a mandatory 30-day waiting period. And by the way, I want rocket ships made into school buses everywhere. Everyone should have a school bus rocket ship. Well, guess what? That's not going to pass no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be kind of cool, though. (laughs) That would be totally awesome. (laughs) Well, I can't believe how much that this has blown up. I mean, I remember seeing that, you know, the second that they posted that, and seriously, within a matter of two days of it being everywhere. And oh, it's, it's just it's such turning, a mess. Yeah, it's on. we're pulling this from Forbes, the Wall Street yeah. Journal, the New York Times. And overall, it seems to be overwhelmingly becoming a big black eye for San Diego. Yeah. Not good news for them. No, it really isn't. It, and I, giving uh, free press to uh, Salt Lake Comic Con. Congratulations there, San Diego. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Way to keep it on the down low so no one would hear about us. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and as, We'll see how it goes. And if you listen to Squishy Comics and Movies, uh, not this coming episode, the one that you'll hear, but the last one, he points out there really, no, no, it is this new one. Um, there really didn't seem to be that much coming out of Comic Con this year. Yeah, it was so, kind of underwhelming. 
So underwhelming and will sue you. Good job. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking of comics and Comic-Con and other things like it, um, Joss Whedon. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this. He has a biography coming out tomorrow on my birthday. Or in the you know past. he did that just for you, right? I know. And Guardians of the Galaxy as well. It's a good year for me, from birthday-wise. Are you best friends with him? I am, in fact. Yeah. We're BFFs. We braid each other's hair. Him braiding mine more than mine braiding his. Yeah, I, I see your uh, your BFF necklace. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just the totally half jealous. one. It matches up yes. with his. And when they combine, they light up. I'm so jealous right now. We also unlock Captain Planet, so we actually try and keep those apart, because that guy's kind of weird. Um <laughs> So, uh, evidently, he has a biography coming out tomorrow, August 1st, so in the past, if you're listening to this, and in it, he references an email he received from Tom Hiddleston, and Amber, you're actually the one who found this, and it is just awesome. Yeah, it's it's funny, because I received this from a friend, and he's like, hey, you're a girl, you like Tom Hiddleston, you should read this. And I'm like, what? And it's so cute, like, his email that he sent to Joss, he's like this this happy little kid you know when he's just like when he first time he read it he grabbed it like charlie bucket snatching for a golden ticket you know and it's just if you haven't read it yet you should because it's just like this different side of him that you just kind of like fall in love with him again you know because he's just so adorable so you know sorry being girly about it but you know what it's loki so i don't care um but he's just he's just adorable about it just with how excited he was when he first uh, read the script for um for you know Avengers and everything and so it's it's awesome so yay um i should go back and clarify the other uh feedback we had was from Nathan about the Salt Lake Comic Con Salt San Diego Comic Con battle uh, and i think we answered most of his questions there but he does kind of end it i love this hashtag #zook goes there <laughs> You go, boy. I'm raffing. I'm raffing out loud. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of raffing, this will have you doing so. Um, IGN posted the new <laughs> facial models from World of Warcraft. I guess they're updating the character meshes <laughs> to look more surprised. <laughs> she. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new surprise version of the MMO. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going? They're just so happy to be here. Level 20, yes. Um, that's, the, that's the stoned um, action that you can <laughs> emote. I just, there's the picture of the dwarf here. If, if, this is great radio because I realize you guys can't see this. Follow the show link because they're redoing a lot of the character meshes. And they all just look really enthused. And I just want to see this dwarf catch an axe in the head with that look. Just I, yeah. utter shock. Well, the the human one just really gets me. Like hers is like a huge drastic change because if you look at the other ones like, you know, the orc, I mean, it's awesome, but you know what I mean? It it's oh, yeah, even dwarf is like she is tripping hard. <laughs> I mean. It's like when I look at her face, all I can see is her saying like cake, you know, just lots of sugar, but she's really happy where'd it go where'd my cake go where'd my cake cake yeah this is gonna lead to a whole new bunch of youtube but maybe that's blizzard's plan all along (laughs) hey we've fallen out of cultural relevance we need to make our characters look really stupid to get a whole lot of youtube videos up 
cake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Into Lego news. Because who doesn't love Lego news? I know. They have new collectible minifigures. Um, I couldn't care less about this. And here's why. <laughs> I love Legos. I love me some Legos. And I know everyone else does too. But by using the word collectible, it suddenly feels like pandering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, They're they, already collectibles. They, they've had know? these collectible minifigure series since 2010. So if you haven't heard about it, Zoop, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had not. This, this is the I guess I'm not in your hipster Lego circles. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like all, all the, seri- uh, the 11 previous series to this one, uh, they've been things like, you know, um, space goers or pirates. I mean, nor- normal characters, uh, as you would, you know. This one, uh, Series 12, is probably the most geekiest of them all. Um, and the first, the first uh, character you see is a gamer holding a, co- a controller. And hat- she has a headset on. He or she, I don't know. Um, that right there caught me at, you know, right up front. I'm going to be buying as much of these as I can. Um, they have a wizard. They have um, a pizza delivery guy. Japanese <laughs> horror movie ghost. That seems and oddly pig specific. Suit guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's very oddly specific. Yeah. So it's a pretty good series. Um, I, they even have a um, a hunter, which is kind of themed like uh, Hunger Games, uh, Katniss Everdeen. So a lot, of, a lot of cool ones in this one. So something to look out for if you're a, a Lego collector. And it looks like that little rocker has chest hair, too. So. <laughs> You know, is that a bonus for you'd you? Be, you'd be a fool to bypass that. Not the first minifigure with chest hair, but it's funny that you're the one to notice that. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I'm an '80s child, so <laughs> Molly Crew, whatever, glam bands, uh, and Legos. Yeah, I know. It's a match made in heaven. Um, and I can tell this is one of Schmidt's headlines. This is my headline. <laughs> um, er- Erno Rubik uh, turns. 70 this this sunday um in the past yesterday um and uh, <laughs> if you're listening on monday um and and to celebrate uh his birthday and the 40th uh anniversary of the rubik's cube um there is a new exhibit called beyond rubik's cube um at the liberty science center in new jersey um and to to kick it off they are floating a giant rubik's cube down the hudson Oh, I'm there. Um, you know, I, I can tell that the picture here in the article is just forced perspective, but it seriously looks like Lady Liberty is staring down the Rubik's Cube. Watch out, Lady <laughs> Liberty. It's coming. <laughs> oh, man, if I were Lady Liberty, I'd be like, oh, man, I got to solve that. Let me solve that. Great. Turn your torch. <laughs> OCD Lady Liberty. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> got to be OCD. You've been holding that torch for a long time. Yeah. Itching to solve the Rubik's Cube. I was going to say something really racist there, but I think I've already filled my quota for this episode. <laughs> you have. Let's move into our favorites, shall Reddit we? Grow. Yay! Jeez, Schmitty. <laughs> um, okay. Schmidt goes there. Um, <laughs> there's this great site you can go now called Etsy. No, I, I know Etsy's been around for a while, but these guys have not. They're called patent prints. And they take actual patents from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and put them to posters. 
I know that sounds weird, but I have a soft spot in my head for the mechanical engineering style look of things. And things that you wouldn't necessarily think of need patent drawings, mechanical drawings. So we have like the minifig, like we were just talking about, or the Lego brick, or Batman's cowl, or the Starship Enterprise, or the (laughs) the X-Wing. Everything that's ever been made in the U.S. needs a patent submitted, and with the patent comes the blueprints. What I find funny here... Uh, And delightfully ironic is the fact that, so let me get this straight, selling my own picture of an X-Wing is bad because that's copyrighted by Lucas and Disney. But selling the copyright submission of the X-Wing is okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I I love it doubly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Wow. These are really awesome, though. I know. I love them. I would want an office just full of them. And like I said, things that you don't think of need these as well. So the Starship Enterprise, all of them are in here. All the different Star Wars models are in here. I have toilet uh, paper. um, I have here Stingray. (laughs) You know, the the Stingray Corvette is in here. The jet engine, slide trombone, the phonograph, the Fender guitar, brewing. You know, everything is in here. It is awesome awesome they have it in both kind of the, the black chalkboard look and the blue blueprint paper look so check it out i'm sure you'll find something you like they're only seven bucks yeah those are really nice i'm gonna have to get some dang it <laughs> just kidding i'm all about enabling shopping as you know and especially with what i chose um i don't know how many people know about this site but if you haven't especially you ladies out there I think you should totally check this out. So uh, it's called Her Universe. And um, this place is awesome because they have a ton of different um, like uh, geek style clothes. So they have Doctor Who and Marvel and Star Wars. And they just came out with like Transformers. Um, But they have like dresses, kind of like cosplay dresses. And they have like um, jackets and stuff like... um, that are from different movies. And I actually got my Ewok. So if you've seen my pictures, me with my Ewok hat or not my Ewok hat, but my Ewok shirt that has like the hood on it with the ears. I got it from the site. And, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's awesome. And so other places like hot topic and think geek are starting to sell her stuff. Now she actually is an actress and she voices, um, for star Wars. And I actually, I'm terrible and I forgot um exactly who it was because you know bear with me I've worked all day so I'm very tired but anyways um another thing that she does too is she really focuses on um empowering cosplayers and so her website will focus on different cosplayers and stuff I was actually featured on her blog and so you can submit people or be submitted and stuff, but she just has amazing stuff. So if you haven't checked it out, please do. She's sweet. Nice. Uh, my favorite comes to us from YouTube, um, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. I don't get to watch this show live anymore because of the whole Ariel thing. Frowny face. Um, so I, I get to catch up on Jimmy Fallon on, on YouTube. Uh, one of the uh, clips that jumped out to me was Morgan Freeman chats with Jimmy while sucking helium. Um, <laughs> one of the things that Morgan Freeman is well known for is narrating in his really, you know, dulce, dulce low tone. Um, and so it's really hilarious to hear him speak with while sucking helium. He doesn't say a lot, but uh, it's funny nonetheless. So check it out. 
Very cool. It goes well Sweet. with uh, Zahner's uh, favorite, I think, from last week with the white guy talking like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, let us know how we're doing. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. 801-917-GEEK. Please check out our Indiegogo. It would make a really awesome birthday present to me if you would head on over there and donate what you can. Get a shout-out from us. Maybe pick up some swag on the way. Again, StolenDroids.com, top left-hand corner, Indiegogo. Uh, Until next time, cheers. End of line. See ya. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.